All right, so hello and welcome to another episode of Then Now Next. Chris, I realized that we're probably not the we're probably not the best hosts because we haven't we haven't really introduced ourselves in any episode. Have you noticed that? I have, and I'm honestly I'm surprised it took you four episodes to realize that we're not great. <laughs> Is this what? Well, listen, I knew we weren't great. I just it took me four episodes to realize <laughs> what exactly made us not great, and tr- I'm sure there's a thousand other things that's making us not great. But we can narrow it down to uh, just one, one, you know, nail one of those at a time, and we'll eventually seal our own coffin, and then we're just done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Miles Johnson. I'm Chris Baker. Again, I really thought you were going to leave me with dead air. I'm glad you didn't. I'm still tempted. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, Chris, I really... We should have some banter here, but I never do. So we're going to jump right into it like we always do. Chris, what match did I have you watch for today's episode? You had me watch the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, uh, that first mm-hmm. ever ladder match. Mm-hmm. And real quick before we start anything, uh, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Chris, I want to hear you say it. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Again, so sorry I didn't know that you were Razor Ramon. I kind of forgot you existed, but I'm sorry that you died. That's so unbelievable that like they they look the same just because their name okay. changed they look, look the same he kept the, the same haircut he kept the toothpick he kept everything and you're just like you, that's not him here is the thing it's not even that I never I've never seen Scott Hall before this what I know of Scott Hall is that he had his trunks had the word Hall on the front and then I've heard his name mentioned a couple times <laughs> this is but this is the first time I've you ever know seen about him. Razor Ramon I didn't know he existed. <laughs> nothing you didn't no. know that you didn't know the ao or you didn't know the toothpick or you didn't know the bad guy or anything like i'll that. be honest with you still don't know any of that oh my did you learn nothing from this match i learned I just... that they have an affinity for ladders okay chris what what notes do you have for this match because i unlike the other two that we went through i don't find myself watching this uh a lot like in my free time just because it's such a great match it is a good match but i really wanted you to watch it because it's of its importance of it being like the first ladder match that wwe uh ever did and so like what what notes do you have or any questions or anything you know let let me hear let me hear everything you got for this match sure so first off uh i think out of the matches you've had me watch i think this is my favorite um this was oh, a yeah? shit this is a shit ton of fun. I like this one a lot. Um, okay. It's it was so cool to see like one, it's wild to see young Shawn Michaels. That's insane to me. Um mm-hmm. but it's so cool to have seen a match that was the first of its kind, at least in this like large of a scale. I'm sure someone's jumped off a ladder before, but like to see moves that they did in this match still happen in like, like the ladder match that happened at AEW's all out to see moves that were almost the same, like the amount of influence that that's had on like the culture of wrestling, regardless of company for decades is so, so cool. And to put yourself in a position of like, this is the first time you're ever seeing this was so Mm-hmm. so interesting they really set the bar at like really fucking high for the first ever ladder match they could have taken it they could have played it safe you know they could have just you know done a couple ladder spots no they went all out and like i like i told you at the end of uh 
the last episode, kind of a little spoiler, uh, you could tell it's a real fucking, like it's a legit ladder that they just got from like Home Depot or Lowe's or something. Like you see yeah. what I'm talking about? It's not the, like this all silver aluminum ones. Like this is, this is one you would see in like your grandpa's shed. You know, like it's it's like a legit and then to see Shawn Michaels just nail him in the back with it and they all get hit with it. And say, it's just so something about it. It like it has a a better impact than the ladders nowadays do, which I understand why the ladders are a little bit safer, obviously. But it's just something about it. It just makes it feel so like raw and genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, it's it's weird of a sentence to say i have a lot of experience with ladders um uh, hold on can, 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 do you want we have we have already canonized that i fall want, often and it seems that i'm making it harder for myself in my day to day but I'll tell like you what you're not getting me any closer to giving you any health insurance i'll tell you that i'm not doing it you're so accident bro what elaborate what do you mean you you know what i mean i don't I don't think I don't think I need to explain any further than I already have. Um, I'm not an expert on the subject, but I'm pretty damn close. I don't have my doctorate, but I certainly have my master's. And those orange painted ladders are fiberglass. Aluminums are silver and the, the painted ones are fiberglass to let you know that, hey, you know, this is a this is a heavier ladder. This is a stronger ladder kind of thing. Those fiberglass ladders are no joke. I mean, they're heavy. <laughs> and you can just tell, man, like this is, like I said, these are the same ladders that you would just like, you go to someone's house and they're like, can you clean out these gutters? Like, sure. And then it's the heftiest fucking ladder. Yeah. You feel like you need three people to carry it to wherever you're going. And then fucking Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon are just hitting each other with it, tossing it around all over the place. I, 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 I just love it so much. And like you said earlier, the fact that this was presented as like the first of its kind is like what a way to introduce it, you know? Yeah, it was like the whole there are a lot of gimmick matches now in the year 2022, the year of our Lord uh 2022. <laughs> um there's been a lot of gimmick matches. And you know, TLCs as a whole are really cool. You got your Hell in the Cells that are really cool, your steel cages are really cool. There is nothing more entertaining to me than a ladder match because of, of because of what it can be like yeah, you can correct. have ones where the the wrestlers are just running around the ladders and they're wrestling outside of it and then they just climb in at the end like you can have that but you also get matches like these you get the the jeff hardy matches and stuff like that like they're they're truly mm -hmm. fascinating when they the amount they of run. spots yeah the amount of spots you can do with a ladder it's I feel like it's one of the most creative like match types you can have. You can honestly look at all my like wrestling games. That is my most played match type for any wrestling game is a ladder match, except this last one. Cause it pisses me off that the mechanics are different and <laughs> I hate it, but I love ladder matches are so awesome. They're so great. And with this match in particular, the spots were so like fantastic. Like uh the ending i'll just go straight to the ending for real quick the fact that Shawn michaels fell off of the ladder and then like you know hit his groin on the top rope and then got his foot tangled up that's that's so creative that's so genius you know what i'm saying it was so awesome to see like you know of course you know 
something from the ladder had to have caused him to not win the fucking match because it's the first ladder match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this was... This really shows you that when WWE is firing on all cylinders, they can put out some incredible, incredible matches. They're not always uh, the absolute squash steamroll matches. They're not like matches that last like two seconds there. They can put out some solid matches, especially if they have the talent that can like support it. Um, mm-hmm. This this whole match from Bell to Bell was incredible to me. I... I'm really I do, glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I I do legitimately think I'm thinking right now, and I'll, I'll continue to think as we we go through the the rundown for this match. But off the top of my head, I can't think of a better match that I've seen, like one that has been so entertaining. Really? There were there were sections of this match where I was taking notes while I was watching that I completely forgot to continue to take notes. I forgot that I was doing this for a podcast for like you a job. That it was you were do- yeah. yeah, you were working. <laughs> I forgot that I was working and I was just like, holy shit. Like, it's so cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if there's anything else that you want to tell me about the match, uh, go for it. Otherwise, I'm going had- to start going through like the, the, the full rundown. Yeah, I had a... I mean, I just had like a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. Like one was, you know, like the beginning of the match, having Razor Ramon go under the ladder. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that kind of that kind of arrogance that Razor Ramon had. God, I I, I look back at him so fondly because I always liked Razor Ramon. Um, so fucking cool. Like the one of the best bad guys you can ever get. Right. His fucking A.O. And then how he'd flick the toothpick at people, which you don't know because you don't know about Razor Ramon. I'm going to have to show you more Razor Ramon matches, I realize. But he's just... The fact that he was so cocky and that he went under the ladder. And, you know, like, WWE's full of, like, weird things. Like, if someone... If you're watching a match and someone's wearing white and someone's wearing black, probably nine times out of ten, the person wearing white's going to win. And that's, like, a real thing. You can look it up. You can look at the things or whatever like the the receipts um so sometimes you would think like oh he went under the ladder so he's gonna lose like that's them foreshadowing no this man won and i think that's impressive that that like at, okay because i had you watch the cm punk and john cena match and for me personally cm punk walking out of there was the only way that that could end i had you watch the mankind and undertaker match and I guess there was no clear winner there. But for me, when I first watched this match, I was like, well, Shawn Michaels has to win, you know? And I was so taken aback when he didn't win. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Chris, come to think of it, I've I've been saying it's the first ladder match, but Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had a ladder match in like 1992. But WWE does this weird fucking thing where they try to like retcon shit. And I can swear to you that... The WrestleMania 10 match is labeled as the first ever ladder match. And then what did you say? Like you said, they did the same shit in SummerSlam the next year, right? Yeah, because looking into this for like the first ever ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon in 95 at SummerSlam, they just did the same match again and they just had Shawn win instead. That's fucking okay. So. I'm sorry for any confusion of me calling it the first ever ladder match. I will I will really blame this on WWE trying to retcon everything. Anyway, to get back to the match I had you watch. Because the, no matter whether it was the first ladder match or not, if I'm wrong, that's my mistake. I apologize. A mark can only be so correct. 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fact is that this match, I feel like, is more important than the Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart match in 1992. I feel like it's more important than the rematch at SummerSlam, which is basically the same match. I feel like this match at WrestleMania 10 set the standard. I'll rephrase because I, I feel like I'm probably wrong and people are going to get mad. I'll rephrase. This match set the standard for ladder matches for the Intercontinental Championship, which made it the Intercontinental Championship back in the day, like back in this day, was always a big deal. And I wish it felt like a big deal now like it did back then. Yeah. I mean, at least now we've got the Intercontinental Championship is feeling a little bit more important with the uh, with the Gunter and the Sheamus feud that's going on right now. But yeah, the the IC title, I, I couldn't see someone going to the lengths they did in this ladder match for an IC title today. And, you know, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm feeling nostalgic for Scott Hall. But I just, I don't know. This match is just went above, like, Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall went above and beyond. Just for, you know, it sounds like you shouldn't diminish any championship, but there are obvious, uh, you know, tiers on what's more important. And the IC title is down there. They did so much for this, quote-unquote, like, lesser title. And it's just, it's incredible. It's an incredible match. I give it... I, I really give it like a four, four and a half. I'm really leaning more towards the half. I'll give it a four and a half. It's not five. I couldn't tell you exactly why I don't give it a five, but just I, four and a half is what I give it. Chris, what what do you give it? I, I agree. I'll give it a four and a half. And I think the reason that I can't give it a half is I find it so hard to look at like these gimmick matches as like five-star matches because the wrestling is incredible, but there's not a whole lot of like technical wrestling that goes into... Like ladder matches and stuff, a lot of it is he got hit with a ladder, he was hit into a ladder kind of thing, and then there's a mm-hmm. thirty second moment where they're both on the ground, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 puts it as a at a little bit of a a diminished for a five star match, but I think that this is this is definitely the most entertaining match that I've ever seen, um, and it's 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 up there, and if I think if it wasn't a I just don't think a ladder match could ever be a five star for me personally. I mean, that's I think that's pretty fair. I think the you make points on how a gimmick match can't be five stars because the gimmick means more than the actual wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh that that's a fair assumption. I at this moment I don't know if I completely agree, but you're making a lot of good points. You're making a you're making a lot of fair points. Yeah, um, and it's 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 points and ideas and opinions from someone that was out of the game for years, <laughs> and also what this happened before I was born, and I never looked back at old stuff, so I I've never seen some of the stuff like this before. That's why we have this whole segment, Chris. I think this whole segment is important uh, for you to look at, you know, historic and legendary and very important matches of the past. That's why we have this segment. But now, Chris, this segment is over. And so now we're getting on to the now. All right, Chris. So now we're into the now section of the podcast, which honestly is my favorite part. I don't know about you. Um, I agree. This, I feel like we just need to really get it out of the way. Because honestly, as a CM Punk maybe fan, because I don't know where I lie now, I'm so 
fucking tired of talking about it, but I feel like we have to. I just I feel like we should address the vacation of the championships and all that stuff before we get into anything else, just to get it out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. the The whole situation sucks. You know, there's still some people on the internet claiming that it's a work, and I will still stick back what I said last week. If this comes out as a work and it all ends in a big happy thing, then Tony Khan is not only the best booker in my opinion, but he is the best boss. Um, I, I don't, I don't see any possibility. This is nothing that, you know, Vince had the screw job, but I don't, I don't think that this would, this outclasses that in my opinion, if this ends up being a work, but I, I just don't think it is. I, th- I think this is real. And I think this is, this is Phil being an upset old man. Um, I'm sorry to go. This will probably be the last Sam Punk tangent I have. I apologize for the listeners. I, to boil it down, I have mixed feelings. And I'm sorry if this is a tangent. Chris, you can cut this if you want. It's <laughs> I feel like I'm a CM Punk fan, but I am not a Phil Brooks fan. CM Punk the wrestler is is so cool because he was he was not liked. He was supposed to be the reject. He was supposed to be the the outlier, you know, the voice of the voiceless. He was supposed to stand by the misfits and stuff. That was his whole thing in Ring of Honor and his whole thing in fucking WWE. And, you know, when he left WWE and said, hey, I'm not getting treated right. I'm not getting treated as the main event talent that I am. That's that's that was very accurate. You know, like I love The Miz. I really do. But why did The Miz get a main event at WrestleMania and CM Punk didn't? You know, I feel like The Miz is great. He's never been as white hot as CM Punk was in 2011 or 2012 or 2013. But when this man came back to AEW. And he just instantly started shit. I started to see you're the common denominator. You're probably the problem. And it's, it's honestly, I dude, I don't care. I'm so passionate about this. It's going to make it sound like I'm talking about someone I've known for my whole life. CM Punk (laughs) and Phil Brooks don't give a shit about Miles Johnson here in Tennessee. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm aware of that, but I love this. I love this wrestling shit so much and i'm passionate about it and there's nothing wrong with that i am so disappointed as a cm punk fan and i know he doesn't care i know he doesn't care i just said that i know he does not care but i'm so disappointed because he came back to the one of the best returns that i've ever seen and he he had great matches and then he just fucking just is gonna just burn it all down to the ground for what for someone going into business for themselves, like Hangman Page. As far as it being a work, I will stand by what I said last week. I think I said it last week. If this is a work, it has gone south. I'd, I'd, yeah. I, will, I will politely disagree with you. I don't think Tony Khan's a genius. I think he was ambitious. I think if this is a work, it's gone south because people don't have genuine heat for CM Punk. People have genuine despise for CM Punk. And it's not good. Like John Cena. I didn't like John Cena back when he was pushed as the, you know, the face of WWE. But I did not hate the man like people hate Phil Brooks. I did not hate whatever John Cena's real name is. People hate (laughs) Phil Brooks right now. And I think if it's a work, it has it has gone bad. This is this is a bad work. But the thing is, I think it's all a shoot. This man came into the scrum and started talking about Cole Cabana when not a single fucking person brought that man up. Sam Punk had 
this planned out. It was premeditated. And it's just, it's so childish. It's so, it's so shit. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of AEW. And I'm honestly, I'm kind of waning off of being a CM Punk fan. For those of you who listen, just keep up. Uh, I'm no, I, I'm not saying I'm no longer a CM Punk fan, but I am so disappointed with him at this moment. It's so, Chris, it's honestly, it's almost heartbreaking to me because I look up to this man so much and then he's just, he's such a dick. For everything I just said, it can be summed up into that. He's such, Phil Brooks <laughs> is a dick. And yeah. this, may, this may squander any chances of, you know, if I meet him, be like, hey, you said I was a dick. He's not listening to this. I can already tell you he's not listening to this. <laughs> I'm so disappointed and I'm so passionate about this that it's ups, it's legitimately upsetting to me. And I feel like that guy from that viral video where he was in the stands and he goes, it's real to me, damn it. That's me right now <laughs> crying about professional wrestling. It's, I'm so upset. I don't know. You don't like Sam Punk, do you? I I used to. Uh, whenever I was getting out of uh, wrestling was right before his big uh, CM Punk versus the world kind of thing in WWE. And before that, I thought he was solid. I loved the I loved the fact that you could look on like TV and see a guy that was that wasn't ripped. He wasn't jacked. He wasn't. He was the huge. everyday man. He, you yeah. could, a fan could see themselves as a wrestler in CM Punk, and that's what I did. Yeah, he was just a, a regular dude, and I really enjoyed him. I also was a huge Kill Switch Engage fan, so I mean that was a plus for me as well. <laughs> and you know, whenever he came back to AEW, but when he came back, I still hadn't you know seen anything else. I hadn't looked at any more of it. I was like, oh cool, CM Punk's back. That's sick. And, um, you know, the, the applause that he got and the love that he got and the love that he was shown and the fact that if you looked on Twitter, even if you were on like a Twitter where you don't look at wrestling stuff, you saw CM Punk shit like in the trending, like it was really cool. And it really felt like a big victory lap. And then, you know, the MJF for CM Punk stuff happened. And I thought that was one of the best feuds that I had ever seen or I'd ever heard about. I, I loved it. It was so entertaining. I was looking forward to watching Dynamite every week. Um, it was so cool to me. And, you know, when he got injured, I was legitimately sad for the man. I was like, this is a guy that, you know, from what I had known, was mistreated and not cared about enough by his previous company. And now he's got a second shot at it. He finally gets the gold and then he gets hurt and like that sucks that's awful mm -hmm. and that was the and, narrative everybody had up until up until now you know what i'm saying everybody thought that way yeah and you know for those of for those of you that don't you know know what's been coming out recently you know we talked about it a little bit last week that sam punk had a media scrum after all out he was the first person on there and he went nuts over colt cabana and evps and said some terrible things ran to the back um, a fight broke out between himself, Ace Steel, his uh, trainer, I guess, um, and then the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And what's come out more recently has just shown even more that there's no way that I think you can look at this and CM Punk be in the right. Um, from what it sounds like, CM Punk and his team had put out statements and said that, you know, the Young Bucks kicked down his door and did all this stuff and they've retracted those statements. So it seems as though 
what what was thought originally happened was CM Punk walked in the back, randomly started yelling at the Young Bucks, and then hit Matt Jackson. A steel bit Kenny Omega, who was trying to save Larry from the situation because Larry was in the middle of all of them, barking and scared. And Kenny Omega tried to save Larry, and then A steel bit the shit out of Kenny Omega's head. Mm-hmm. And like, it just seems like these are two guys, uh, CM Punk and A Steel, that are just too old and they're too bitter. And I think, you know, we had someone comment on the TikTok that this is the modern day Bret Hart. And I think that's incredibly accurate. I mean, Bret Hart, for those of you who have like been keeping up with anything that's on TikTok or Twitter of clips of him in interviews. If it doesn't involve Bret Hart winning, it's shit and it's dog shit. And Bret Hart could have done better. And no one's as good as Bret Hart. And that's what this is seeming like. But what's not to disrespect Bret Hart because he is a he is a fantastic wrestler, just like CM Punk is. But it's it's the person behind the wrestler that really it really gets under your skin a little bit. Yeah, it's rough. And, you know, because of these actions. And I think Tony Khan made a great decision. I think vacating the titles was wonderful. I I equate it to when you're in class in high school or middle school and a kid does something wrong, the whole class gets punished to show that you can't do this. It's and I agree yeah. with the I agree with the AEW championship getting vacated. I I guess I agree about the trios because if you punish one, you punish all. I am more upset that the trios championships got championships, I guess got vacated um that came as a little bit of of a surprise to me but i guess it had to be done i just chris i'm unless you have anything more to say about it i'm i'm so fucking over it i'm so done talking about it it's (laughs) the last thing i'll say about it is sometimes i can find myself being like well hangman page called out cm punk went into business for himself and yeah maybe cm punk wanted to make a statement on the scrum about it i think some i think cm punk may have been in the right for some instances but for the totality of it he did it the in the complete wrong way i think he went about it in the absolute wrong way and i cannot understate how let down i am by this man and i am going to now officially give all of my cm punk love to mjf maxwell has my heart the way CM Punk had it because that is a good that is a good heel that is a as far as I know because again I don't know this man in real life as far as I know that's a good heel who is a decent person not everything's about Maxwell when he's out of character but he's rarely out of character so really who knows but I'm gonna give all my love to MJF and Chris I'm so sick I'm so sick of this uh, I'm done talking about it. It's upsetting. What 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 else do you have going on in AEW that you want to talk about now? Sure. I mean, a good thing about AEW is they've got the talent to afford shit like this happening and us moving past them. I mean, right now in AEW, we're having a, a tournament to decide the new um, AEW world champion. It's the a Chia champion got decided. But the, the, the world title championship is... Like you said, it is stacked. Um, so just to go over a little bit of, you know, who's in the matches and what the what the bracket's looking like right now. Mm-hmm. Our first match was between Hangman Page and Brian Danielson. Um, this was an incredible match. Um, mm-hmm. I think these are 
these are two of like some of the top um wrestlers that AEW has and some of the top wrestlers period i think that these are some very entertaining people they've got a huge following um brian danielson won um good good decision good decision very good decision but not to discredit hangman page he put up one hell of a fight oh yeah absolutely Um, hangman page will have his have his day obviously yeah but i think it's gonna be great because i guess i'm stepping on your toes a little bit it's gonna set up for chris jericho and brian danielson to have a little bit of rematch from what happened at all out but this time it actually has higher stakes yeah and i'm curious to see how that comes about i'm very curious to see you know who's gonna win on this one because from the all out it happened so recently and it showed the fact that you know jericho has been doing this for 30 years and as cm punk is to you jericho is to me i i love chris jericho he is someone that i immediately resonated with when i started watching wrestling and i followed his career wrestling and outside of wrestling pretty closely not saying that you know Fozzie's incredible. They're kind of dog shit, but Judas is a <laughs> Judas is a banger. They're out of the shit. bands. I, they'll, I'd of, say they're mid. They're mid. They're they're very mid. I think the thing that makes them dog shit is the fact that Chris Jericho <laughs> thinks that they're the best thing in the world. Well, doesn't every member of every band think that their band is the best in the world? And I don't think one, so. And the only ones that can truly say that their band is the best in the world is James Hetfield from Metallica. That's the only one that can legitimately say that. Yeah. But I think that they're not as open about it. <laughs> I, That's true. I think they're, they're pretty humble. To, they go, they don't, they don't try Hetfield to push that narrative. Who the best band in the world is, he'd be like, oh, geez, guys, I don't know. Maybe Exodus. I like Exodus a lot. Maybe <laughs> Venom. But yeah, so, you know, I love Chris Jericho. And I think uh, Daniel Bryanson is an incredible uh, talent as well. And, you know, at All Out, that was the only second, that's the second time they've ever had a match, just singles happened once in wwe and it's happened once in AEW, so this is going to be wonderful to see i'm curious if chris jericho does another lion heart or if this is his he's like i beat you as like a professional wrestler now i'm going to beat you as a sports entertainer kind of thing and we see the pain maker or lay champion or something like that i think that'd be super cool i'm very excited for it um and then this past friday uh, on rampage we had sammy guevara versus darby allen and this match not as great um <laughs> yeah but because sammy Guevara was involved i'll be honest it was a really good match and i'd say about 90 98 of it the first 98 percent were uh, was owned by darby allen i think darby allen did incredible and then sammy Guevara just got one leg up and it just ended from there but i mean these guys they've both been very clear and very open about the fact at least in character that they have a lot of respect for each other um you know, Darby Allen was the longest reigning TNT champion, period. Um, so, I mean, they're both very talented. Um, and the winner of this match was Sammy Guevara, and he moves on to face John Moxley. I don't think he's getting any farther than that. No, um, no. we'll talk I about think this would be... in the next. We'll talk about this in the next section if we want to predict what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so that was the uh, that was the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions that's going on right now. We already had the. Uh, the people who are going to go into the new trios championship mm-hmm. and then it ended up being the, death the best friends best friends in the death triangle mm-hmm. um and you know i'm happy that it became came down between those two trios you know i i think they're both incredible i orange cassidy is top in my mind right now he's, he's, uh, he's, he's so entertaining those, like, pillars i think yeah he's so entertaining and then 
for death triangle i mean you've got pinta pinta's nuts pinta's insane <laughs> uh, ray yeah. phoenix is also ridiculous but pinta's yeah, pinta's but a train pinta's, pinta fucking takes it dude <laughs> pinta's pinta's a train so i'm glad it came down between these two i will say you know if you were to look at quote unquote real sports brackets and stuff like that if, if a tournament happened and a champion won and that champion had to vacate that title for whatever reason uh, it would have gone down to the second runners, like the runners up. And mm-hmm. it's a little weird that Dark Order's not wasn't in that tournament at all. Like they weren't in the, the match, but that's where the sport entertainment comes in, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm sure that the Dark Order was only in there to like be the final match for the Young Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the Dark Order has been around since the beginning of AEW. Um and uh, you know, you've got John Silver and Evil Uno who were there like back when it was just all out. Um and the young bucks were there from the very beginning. So I'm, I, I imagine that that was the buildup for that. And they, they're just going to have to go it this way. Also, there's no way that dark order would have beat Penta period. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just Penta, <laughs> just Penta. So we've got new trios championship uh, champions. It's the death triangle. I'm happy I'm about it. I'm sad to see that Kenny Omega's not in the picture. Yeah. I disagree with that whole situation, but you know, it, things happen there are consequences to stuff at least in this company there seem to be consequences I, so yeah i disagree but it's fair yeah it makes sense and all i'm hoping for is that this is something that can blow over quickly and you know learn we can get from them it back. and don't do it yeah. again yeah because kenny omega deserves everything he gets and the young bucks deserve everything they get i think they're both incredible incredible mm-hmm. human absolutely absolutely groups. absolutely so, but yeah, that's what's going on in AEW right now. We've had some matches on uh, Rampage that were interesting. Um, nothing really pertinent, to be honest with you. Um, Samoa Joe is going to have another match soon, which is great. It's great to have good. him back on Always TV. Good. Always good. Um, and then, you know, Serena Deeb is actually getting some good traction as a heel, which is wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. She wasn't taken very seriously in her dark matches as a heel. And I think that now she's she's getting some more tv time people are going oh i don't like this character and like in a good way and i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's turned you out love really to well hate it. exactly but the the thing that stole rampage for me was okay. the main event match between claudio castagnoli and dax hardwood of ftr and i'm a big big claudio fan i love cesaro mm-hmm. i love him outside of wrestling as well like the game stuff that he does where he was yeah in up up down on wwe now he's at aw gaming as well i think he's super funny and he's a, a very sweet gentleman a stand-up uh, guy a stand-up gentleman a and stand-up um, gentleman and dax hardwood uh, hardwood <laughs> dax hardwood uh from ftr i mean do you have do you have one of these every episode? I can't remember. I, I feel it's, like you said it's, it's you been said every Our episode. Lady Piss. You said an Our Lady Piss. I don't. I, I feel like you had one in the second episode. I did, but I did, it wasn't as good. Flooring, and I don't really know. <laughs> but uh, this is a, this is a nice little thing we can riff on every episode because it's expected. It, it's expected. It doesn't even need. It doesn't just even like need you be down on. The It'll just fucking happen. stairs, man. It's just gonna happen. That's the laws of nature. Yeah, it's 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 destined. But now, so we've got uh, Claudio versus Dax from FTR. Um, they had a pre-match interview with Mark Henry, and it was just pure respect. It was it was Dax Hardwood Hardwood. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it was, you, you learned nothing. 
nothing. You 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 learned nothing. Man, I I don't know. I'll get it right at some point. Cash Wheeler is not difficult, right? Don't it is the fact that just... it is a fact that Harwood is very similar to Hardwood, and the man's first name starts with D. So when I look at it, my brain just moves them together. Um. <laughs> but no tell me about <laughs> tell me about dax hardwood floors please so dax hardwood uh the <laughs> dax bona man that one was on purpose uh they had they had a lovely little interview at the beginning um it was nothing but respect between the two of them uh between dax who, between was which wrestlers between dax harwood and claudio <laughs> <Castagnoli>. and <laughs> um they were just saying about the fact that, you know, Dax is not expected to win. He doesn't think he's going to win, but this is how he supports his family. Dax is really putting forth and riding this. I want I don't want to say riding this in terms of like a like a gimmick and like a, a shit thing. But like, you know, his daughter beat leukemia, his eight year old daughter. And that's been something that he's been very proud of. And it's he's celebrating the character. Yeah, he's celebrating yeah, it's, it. Well, it's been a part of this the is one of the best. This is one of the best instances of incorporating real life into the gimmick. And it's so sweet and awesome. Yeah. It really makes, you know, him seem relatable because we always put like professional wrestlers on like a little pedestal. I mean, they're on a stage of elevated from us anyway. So, but to have them be like, you know, people go through hard times and, you know, family ships are hard and sometimes, but to be able to stand on top of it and, you know, this is how he feeds his family. And he's very open about that. And, you know, Claudio hit him back with, you know, he, is one of the best wrestlers, one of the best technical wrestlers and a part of one of the best tag teams of all time. And that, you know, they're looking forward to the match. The match starts. This was an incredible match. Um, this, this to me was a better match than almost anything out of the pay-per-view. Um, if, if you're interested in like technical wrestling and like wrestling matches that are wrestling matches, then I don't. I think it's going to be hard to beat this one through the rest of the year for AEW unless something crazy happens because there's right. no storyline to it. Yeah, that's literally any Claudio match though. Like it's yeah. just technical and it's just amazing. It's fucking good shit all the time. And you know, it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I'm hoping we see some more FTR solo stuff. Dax and Cash are incredible wrestlers, and you know they've been decorated umpteen time over his tag teams <laughs> super decorated so, to see them like having some solo stuff going on is wonderful and i hope cash it's, gets some yeah. tv time as well because he's also he's also incredible it's refreshing because you're getting solo stuff without breaking up the the team which i feel like wwe kind of falters you really don't get solo matches from teams unless it's heavily involved in a storyline or you break up the team. It's so yeah. refreshing to see the individual matches without having to do that. You know, yeah, like it's so yeah. it's a good breath of fresh air. It's a good breath of fresh air. And it was also really cool that AEW let this match happen without any other people in Blackpool Combat Club being at the ringside. Um, and, you know, Cash Wheeler wasn't there. So it was nice to just see two guys you know, both in groups, you know, FTR being a tag team and Blackpool being a huge group to just see them just go at it without having to worry about anything else on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. No interference, really... no nothing. It was good storytelling in the ring. You know what I'm saying? It was. And both competitors came out looking like absolute badasses. You know, Claudio ended up winning, um, which I don't think anyone thought anything different. 
Um, but there was a huge moment of like handshakes and celebration and respect afterwards. And that's been something that's come been coming up in AEW recently a lot, you know, whenever Daniel Garcia uh, beat Wheeler Yuta for the ROH uh, pure championship, mm-hmm. uh, they exchanged handshakes and then Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson came out um, <laughs> to do the same thing. And it's good. It's, shit. It, it's just good. Shit. It's, it's good. And it's a good change of pace for what's going on else in yeah. AEW right now. <laughs> they might be overcompensating from what's going on in AEW but right now. I'm here for it. I, I'm, I, yeah, you never I'll see matches. always outweigh the bad with the good. That's what you always yeah. got to add more good to outweigh the bad. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. And I will say that, you know, I said that this stole the show for me. There's something else that stole the show for me. During that final match, uh, Caprice Coleman was out there. Jericho was out there as well, the commentary team. And Caprice Coleman made fun of Jericho in that commentary uh, thing. Just Jericho is sitting there doing his thing, just yelling in that rock voice he's got. And Caprice Coleman just hit him with a, do you always have to yell? You're constantly <laughs> yelling. And it it sent Excalibur, the man in the mask, uh, into just a laughing fit. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's great. It is truly fantastic. It's just subtle shit like that that I love. But yeah, so that's that's what's been going on on the AEW side of things. You got anything interesting going on in the WWE side? Oh boy, do I. Nothing as interesting as what's going on in AEW, though. I really think <laughs> it's like AEW's got uh, a lot of the interest of wrestling fans now. Um, what WWE has going for it right now, the main thing that I really want to talk about is... One, Pat McAfee stepping away. Uh, it sucks. Uh, he's great. I love his matches. I love his commentary. Good news is, though, he's not completely gone. He's just gone for, what, a couple months, a few months, and then he's coming yeah. back. He's, he said he's still very much a part of the WWE family. He's still very active in it. It's good. I think it's good that they're letting him do that. I feel like uh, under any other regime, they would have probably made him choose one or the other. So it's it's very nice that they're doing that. Uh, but I'm going to fucking miss him, dude. He's so fucking funny. I'm going to miss him saying bum-ass Baron, Baron Corbin. <laughs> it's really sad to see him go right as uh, Corbin is starting to do the JBL thing as well. I feel like that would have been a great time for him. But it's, you know, he's a football player. His passion is football. He loves the WWE as well. But when ESPN offers you a crazy a crazy check to do some college day stuff. You don't stuff. turn it down. Man. You don't, you don't no. turn it down. No, even for WWE it's, but I'll tell you what, a great thing that's going to come out of it is a big pop. I feel like he's yeah. not just going to show up on SmackDown and Michael Cole's going to be like, and with me finally back is Pat McAfee. I feel like Pat McAfee's going to make a, a big return. I feel like, Oh, this could be in the next, I'll save it for the next segment. <laughs> Dude, I'll save it for the next segment. Uh another thing that's going on, you mentioned, I feel like I'll I'll bring it up, but I will let you talk more about it. Nikki Nikki Ash is kind of going back to Nikki Cross uh in NXT. Is that what you said? Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the first to say that this Nikki ASH almost a superhero shit is sucks. annoying and lame Fucking and it's garbage. Sucks. It was However, cool. Can you believe she won a, a fucking women's title as Nikki Ash? No. 
It's That's hard for me too. That's insane to me. And hey, you know what? She held that title longer than CM Punk held the AEW title. That's all I'm saying about it. That's Five all days. I'm saying about Five it. days. That's all I'm saying about it. Anyway, continue. So WWE is pushing Nikki and Dewdrop really heavy right now. Um, in the past three episodes of anything WWE, they've had a match every day. Um, they had a match at the NXT pay-per-view. They had a match on Raw. And then they had a match on NXT. Um, and I, I think that this is building up to the return of Nikki Cross because on NXT uh, on the 6th this past Tuesday, uh, they were having a match and Nikki tapped a bit into Nikki Cross when she pulled Jane up underneath the table and like just battered the shit out of her with some forearm strikes. And there was some a little bit of some like weird stares between her and Dewdrop. So I'm I'm looking forward to this being a return of Nikki Cross because Nikki Cross and Nikki as a whole are incredible. It's just this gimmick is just not yeah hit. It's not that, good. That happens sometimes, right? Like you really just get handed shit gimmicks a lot of the times. Like fucking Glenn Jacobs was like a dentist before he was Kane. Sometimes this shit just <laughs> yeah. doesn't fucking hit, man. Uh, Nikki Cross was Nikki Cross was great, especially when she was tagging with Alexa Bliss. If she goes back to Nikki Cross, it's gonna be awesome. If she this is getting into next territory, if she just becomes Nikki almost a superhero and she goes to Nikki a supervillain, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind if she keeps the fucking superhero thing going. But instead of a hero, she's a villain. I'm going to lose my shit. I'm gonna go ape shit. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Get that fucking mask and suit off of her and let her be a kick-ass... What is she, Irish? Let her be a kick-ass, like, Irish, like, fighter. Let her be yeah. that. So the other thing that's really going on in WWE right now is... Uh, this can segue into the next, is how they're building up Liv Morgan. Um, Do you think they're doing a good job? I... <sighs> I still hold true to my opinion that Liv Morgan would be so much better if they pushed her as an annoying baby face that wins by miracles. I think that'd be so good for her character right now. Mm -hmm. I don't like the whole, like she's as badass as Ronda Rousey. I'm not fucking with that. I don't buy um, that. I don't buy that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's creating some cool things from it. You know, we're, we're, we had the, what was it? The five way, the fatal five way, number one contender match on SmackDown with Ronda mm -hmm. Rousey and all them. Mm-hmm. Um, created a gorgeous shot with Liv up there at the top of the balcony in the in the box section with Ronda down at the bottom. It was really cool, like framing. But um, I don't know. I I think that they're gonna get rid of Liv's title pretty soon. And um, I, hate I that, think, dude. I really hate that. I do. I just think that this gimmick, this idea of her right now, is a leftover from Vince, and I think that they're moving away from it. And I think to to legitimize in their idea, probably to legitimize the uh, women's division, there needs to be a, a a women's champion that's just a badass. And if the person's damn name half the time has the word badass in it, then I think they're going to give it to Ronda. Um, I I don't love Ronda. I, I think she's doing better now. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I this whole live thing is not is not vibing with me a hundred percent because i think Liv is wonderful but i'm not i think she I'm deserves not fucking more. with what they're doing 
Yeah. Yeah. I think she deserves so much more. She deserves the world. I, th- we'll talk about it more in the next, I guess. I think if, if, if they're not going to keep the title on her long, she's, she's not out of the running for getting it later on. You know what I'm saying? Like some people who get world titles, men or women, they get it and then they're done and then they never have another reign like that, that they just left a bad taste in their mouth for whatever reason. I think Liv Morgan is not done as champion. Even if she loses the championship, she's going to be in the championship uh, lineup for a long time. Uh, I, I agree with you. I really do. I think what they're doing with her now is not giving the respect that she deserves, giving the respect that uh, Ronda deserves. I think it's just, I think I agree. I think it's just left over from Vince and they're trying to rinse it. I think they're trying to be like, okay, you know, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then finally it'll come to Triple H's vision, whatever that is. I'm sure it's fantastic. And then it's, you know, it'll be what it'll be. But I, I love Liv. Um, but I, this is, this storyline is not doing her justice. No. And I, I think that, I think it's going to come soon. I, th- I think Liv's going to lose it to Ronda at Extreme Rules. They've got that match now that want- Ronda won the number one contender. So I think they're going to give it to Ronda there. Mm. Well, uh, we'll talk about it in the next. Uh, the last thing I want to actually talk about before we get to the next segment is Solo got called up. Dude. Which I stated in the class review that Solo got called up because he was in the pay-per-view. But now he's he's on he's on SmackDown. So yep. that is, it's awesome. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on Solo getting called up? Dude, I love it. So, so they're Rikishi's kids, the Usos, Jimmy J and Solo. And man, I, I could believe if you told me that Jimmy and Jay were Rikishi's kids, I can kind of see it. Solo is Rikishi. Uh, Solo's a big <laughs> dude. He's built like a is tank. He? He's, he, yeah, for him, he's you, eight years. He's eight he years younger. Like Jimmy and Jay? No. Jimmy and Jay are a lot I'm slimmer. I'm looking up pictures right now. You keep Go going. For it. Don't cut this because you keep going. I'm going to look up pictures. I'm almost sure. Sure. Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy and Jay are a lot slimmer. Um, they're eight years older as well, so they're a little bit more mature. They look older. Fucking solo is he doesn't have definition anywhere. He's just he is just big and he's not homie, as he big as rikishi the, homie, he looks the same as jimmy and jay i disagree wholeheartedly jimmy and jay have a lot more definition you know what i can see there. i can see i can see the difference yeah i can see the difference. it it just looks like jimmy and jay i can believe are professional wrestlers or sport entertainers solo looks like a guy that was hanging a out fighter. on the <laughs> islands and just fighting everyone like <laughs> yeah. and that blonde hair he looks so much like rikishi and i'm here for it Do he does rikishi's do face he does rikishi's moves it, it's what he did in his first match here on smackdown and that was incredible um and i don't know the storyline they're bringing him with is incredible um you know the fact that now it's it's solo jimmy and roman love sammy and jay is the only one that doesn't um I love how, you know, they, they've let him keep the same kind of style that he had. They didn't push him to like the the jeans and the red Jordans that the Usos wear. They, he's got his own thing. I love That's it. That's good. I love that. That's a very smart decision to make him another. He is another Uso, but to make him a quote unquote another Uso, I think would have been a mistake. Does, and know, I can, does that make sense? 
Yeah, I could see under Vince that Solo coming up to the main roster and being called like Solo Uso or getting something else like another Fucking chain. shit. You know, hold on, you know he would have been called Solo 100%. Uso. 100%. And there would have been a whole thing. There probably would have been a whole storyline about how you were actually triplets. Can you believe that? I'm long lost. <laughs> we're actually triplets. And then he has to fight his way into the bloodline. Oh! Yeah. I know yeah. Vince would have done some stupid shit like that. Listen, I'm going to say, I'm glad he's gone. We're getting good <laughs> shit. <laughs> so am I. I mean, people are getting their real names back, which is great. Um, but no, this and that solo match, that was an incredible match for him to come out on top. Like, yeah, oh, not to come out on top, a, but to him to come back. He's such a great talent. He, he is. Was, he was great in NXT and the whole time everybody was wondering when he was going to be a part of the bloodline. And I don't, I think it was timed perfectly. I think it was a great time. They let the bloodline breathe a lot. And then they finally added another character into it. And do you, do you think that my prediction with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is still going to happen? Or do you think that since solo was kind of fucking with Sami Zayn and Jimmy, which one Jay is the only one that Jay. doesn't fuck with him. Jay. Do you think that that kind of, you know, changes my original thoughts or what do you think? I can now see it going two ways. I can okay. now see it as, you know, the same thing that you said where Sammy and Kevin end up taking on the Usos. I think if that's what happens, they take the titles from it. That's the first crack in the bloodline. I can also see it as Solo rocks with Jimmy, and not Jimmy, Solo rocks with Jimmy and Solo rocks with Sammy a lot. And Jay, at least on SmackDown, seemed to have some issues and directed that anger a little bit towards Solo. I could see it as Sammy coming in and saving Solo from something, and which he already done on SmackDown, but something in a match. And Solo and Sammy teaming up against the Usos. I could see that happening. I don't think it will, but I would be, be I would be as okay with that as Sammy and Kevin. That I agree. That's very out. You know what, Chris? I would honestly love to see that. And with that, let's just go ahead and go on to the next segment. All right, Chris. So we're now at the end, the last segment of the podcast, the next segment. Uh, we kind of segued into it with what we thought Jimmy and Jay and Solo was going to, you know, what that was going to come about. Um, do you have anything pertinent that you want to talk about with the next segment? Do you have anything burning Right now, no. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll start then. Uh, I, I guess since we started the now segment with AEW, it would probably be fair to start the next segment with AEW. Uh, I want to talk about the bracket. Um, we talked about it a little bit about how I think it's going to be a fun idea that uh, – Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho are going to have a rematch, but with like high stakes this time. Uh, but I would like to know your thoughts on how it's going to end. Like, how do you think it's going to end and who's going to come out on top? I don't think it's going to be Chris. I think Chris is slowly moving into a position where he is for the rest of his time in AEW is going to be putting people over um, for the most, part, at least for championships. I don't think Chris Jericho needs another championship. Uh, I think in a I think in AEW he's had it twice. Um, he was the first one. I don't think he needs another one. Um, I think he serves a really good position as 
someone that's really credible in ring, but also mainly out of ring talent. I think he's a really good in between right there. I could see it being Brian Danielson, but I think it's going to be John Moxley. I think coming out as champion after that promo he made after the, all the shit came out, which Bro, I you still got a lot of you got a lot of heat for saying that that was a good promo on our TikTok. People were I, berating you. <laughs> I think that that's a fair thing to say. However, my piece on it is you had some shit that would normally bring a company like that to its knees. You've got your main guy, the guy that you've been pushing, you've been putting on every fucking billboard. You've got on the cover of your game coming out. You've got everything about him. Everything about AEW is CM Punk. And CM Punk went fucking nuts. And not only did he scream about people that are one of the reasons why AEW is so big are the EVPs and, um, you know, the other people involved. You had him screaming about that. You've got your guys that came back after a huge break. You know, Kenny Omega was literally gone, but Young Bucks hadn't been on TV in a couple weeks at least. And now they lose their title as well. So you've got to start over completely from scratch. And I think having John Moxley come out and talk about the fact that, you know, some people just look at this as like a paycheck. Some people are just here. And they don't seem grateful for what they're doing. But that, at least to him and at least to a lot of other people in the locker room, that it's a it's a passion. You're there for the passion of it. You want to be there. And I think taking that into consideration, I think it is one of the greatest promos that I've personally ever seen. Because what is a promo that's, that's better than that that people would argue? It's like The Rock saying something about sticking something up a candy ass. Like, in terms yeah. of... In terms of the timing and in terms of what it means for the yeah, company. Yeah, you got to add the context for it. Yeah, I think it's incredible because I think a I think John Moxley is a prime example of the fact that AEW has so much talent that they could be utilizing and they could be pushing that they don't need punk. They don't need someone like that. And... I stand by I stand by my opinion on that. Also, great thing, it's an opinion. If your favorite uh, promo is the list of Jericho, I'm not going to hate you on that. But I think for the time, that is what AEW needed. AEW needs a good guy, a good face, and someone that can separate them from all the shit that's going on. And I think that John Moxley is a perfect person for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'll agree I think John Moxley's gonna come out of the tournament here's how I think the tournament's gonna go down I think I think the finalists are gonna be Brian Danielson and John Moxley because there's no fucking way Sammy Guevara's gonna beat John Moxley and I agree with you I think Chris's main role now is to put people over with there's nothing wrong with that it's actually a very important role to have in any wrestling promotion I think the finalists are going to be John Moxley and Brian Danielson. John Moxley takes it. And then here comes MJF to really stir things up. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go. I don't know. I mean, I guess is the, is the poker chip just like money in the bank to where you can cash it in at any time or do you, or do you just get a match? No, that's what it is. It's a get a match. You are guaranteed a shot at whoever is champion. 
Okay, so but like if someone runs down from the ring with the poker chip, do they just get to do it at any time, or is it just like they I, have to come out and say, "I want to match with you at this day"? I don't think it's the. I don't think it's like a money in the bank thing. I think okay, that's what so, separates it because I feel like if they had tried to do that, WWE probably would have been a bit upset about it. Fucking probably. So I think what's going to happen is John Moxley is going to beat Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. It's hard, isn't it? It's fucking hard because this man just Dude. literally switched his last name and first name around. Because here's the wild thing. When he was like starting, like very first match, he was Brian Danielson. So I think that's mm-hmm. his real name. I haven't looked into it because I'm always going to flip flop it. I call him Daniel Bryan to this day. At least he's not, at least he's not, not on this like, podcast because I feel like I'm going to get shit on if I call him Daniel Bryan on this podcast. Here is an important question I've got real quick about the next section. Do you think if Daniel Bryan wins, it's going to be a wooden AEW championship again? No, I don't think he's going <laughs> to do the fucking eco-friendly shit. I, uh, that's one of the worst looking championships. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be John Moxley beats Bryan Danielson for the championship. And then here comes MJF to start his thing with John Moxley. I think that's... I think that's the most likely to happen. I think that's the most logical thing to happen. It would be so fucking wild for Chris Jericho or Sammy Guevara to make it any further than they've already made it. Yeah, and Jericho doesn't make it far at all. He was just put in that place. He's just put there. He's just put there. Um, that's, that's really all I wanted to talk about with AEW. Uh, did you have anything else before we moved on to WWE? AEW not so much. That's the big thing right now. That's pretty. That's pretty. And it's a, it's a it's fucking stacked. Like we said earlier, it's fucking stacked. Uh, with WWE, we kind of talked about it with Liv. I have maybe not a tinfoil hat thing, but I can see. I think I have, and it would be a really good storyline about what would happen with the women's championship. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. I think Liv will lose it to Ronda at Extreme Rules, and I think that will set up. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler because I thought that Liv was going to lose it at Clash of the Castle to set up Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler I think that's because there has to be a reason that Shayna was thrown in there because I'm not saying she's not a good talent she's fucking talented and I praised her selling abilities and a whole bunch of other stuff that she's done in the Clash review um but to to basically pull her out of nowhere while Liv is kind of feuding with another MMA person you can't help but to tie it together. Does that make sense? It does. Did you happen to see uh, the Ronda and Shayna backstage promo segment on SmackDown? Uh, I don't think I did. Do you want to explain it to me, please? Yes. So Ronda came out, was walking back from her fatal five-way, and uh, Shayna, Baszler pop- Shayna Baszler popped up, and... Um, Ronda was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry about your match. Um, I'm sorry that you lost it. But, you know, this is the beginning of a new women's division. And in this new women's division, we need ruthless people. And it ended up as a like they seem to show respect for each other and a liking for some for each other. And. I'm curious if this is going to be Triple H's way of putting Ronda and Shayna both really heavy in the the current women's division. I I'd don't be, know if I'd be okay with it if Shayna came out on top. If they did all this and then Ronda came out on top, I'd be pretty fuming. I'd be fuming pretty hard. 
I can almost guarantee you Ronda's going to win it. And <sighs> win it from Liv or win it with whenever they do the storyline with Shayna? I think Ronda's still going to win it. Ugh. I mean, it's one of those things where like it's hard when it comes to... And it's hard because this is the first big thing in this aspect that Triple H has been in charge of where it's a a a talent from another category of talent like ronda was mma ronda was a huge name in mma and ronda's contract under vince was huge so i'm really curious to see how it's gonna go because if it was vince i would say oh well, ronda's gonna win it because ronda's from the mma and ronda's gonna have that ability to leverage like she's from something else she has a fan base from something else that's leveraged into it but i don't know if the same is going to be the same under triple a that's what i'm saying i think Shayna baszler is going to come out on top if it happens if it happens at all you know I think it's a really likely outcome, don't you? Like Liv, I don't. I agree with you. I think Liv's title reign is short lived. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> every pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Live but hard, I'm, die fast. That's. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. I like it. I said it I, as a joke. I fuck with it. Okay. Where I mean, work it in wherever you want to. I don't know exactly where it needs to go, but Any, you know what? The second the second she loses the title, I'm gonna come up with how long it's been since she's had the title and she died fast. Not as fast as CM Punk, but she still died fast. I'd CM Punk burned his fucking bridge real five quick. Five days. Five days. <laughs> as opposed he's always gonna be known for five days instead of his four hundred and thirty four day run now. <laughs> five days. <laughs> um speaking of world champions, I'm super behind the bloodline i'm super behind my tribal chief i acknowledge him he can once again take it however you want he can always sit at the head of my table however the fact that this man is not going to be at extreme rules or any other like non-major pay-per-view which how do you determine what's major and what's not uh Uh, i think it's based on like it's going to be based on ticket sales it's it's pretty obvious, like you got like WrestleMania and Royal WrestleMania, Rumble, SummerSlam, Summer Royal Rumble. Sure, but like Hell in the Cell's not billed as a major one, but this past Hell in the Cell was pretty goddamn major, in my it, opinion. You know what I'm was, saying? It was, but I think I think it comes down to, regardless of what's going to happen at the event, I think major is probably defined in that just the size of the stage as, it's on. Because the size of that, the amount of attendance means the more money that pay-per-view is getting, which means more money that's going to go to the uh, the talent. And I think that Roman Reigns is very much, unless I'm making X amount of money from an event, I don't want to go there. Listen, regardless, I think it's fucking stupid that not only your main title from one show, your main title from both shows, your Raw and SmackDown title are on somebody and they just choose to be a part-time person that on a non storyline level, like in a, in a real life setting, that's so fucking irritating. And I'm sure I'm contradicting myself because I think in the first episode I said, it's cool because if CM Punk won the world championship and he left, you would just be without it. Okay. But in this, but in this instance, 
Roman's not leaving the company. He's just choosing no. not to fucking perform. It would be so yeah. different if he left with the titles and performed in like New Japan or in Ring of Honor, which you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but like he's just choosing to not perform. And granted, he wasn't at Hell in the Cell, and Hell in the Cell was one of the best pay-per-views, you know, on the fucking pectoral muscle of Cody Rhodes and the back of Seth Rollins. It was one of the best pay-per-views. But it's I don't people tune in to see the championships and they're just and they're just not there. And it's possible to make it a good pay-per-view, but it's in my opinion, it's not good business. It's not a good yeah. practice. I I agree wholeheartedly. I have slowly been turned into fucking with what the bloodline's doing right now from a story aspect, mm-hmm. but Roman needs to lose those titles and he needs to lose them soon because uh, like you said, like with with SmackDown, I look forward to SmackDown for seeing what goes on with the bloodline and what goes on with the championships. Yeah. In Raw right now, I'm looking mainly for Dexter Loomis. Every time I'm on Raw, I'm like watching. <laughs> well, I'm watching like it Waldo, like a goddamn so you gotta find, Waldo. You gotta try yeah. to find him. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, you're literally looking for Dexter Loomis. And right now, you know, SmackDown might have me geared with this Karrion Cross thing. That's he's finally getting involved in stuff. So there's some other things. But for a pay per view, if there's no titles, like what's it, the it, point? It's almost. What's the point? I hate and to boil got, it. I hate to boil it down that simple, but what's the point? Because like they're a great talent and they're going to be great matches, but you have both the biggest titles in your company on a guy that's not wrestling. Like there, it's it's stupid in my opinion because not only is it stupid from a business aspect for the fans, but it also means that no one who's on the pay per view could possibly contend for the titles. Yeah, it's yeah because one of the ways you can contend is by pinning. Say they had like a Roman versus Seth Rollins match, non-title match. If Seth Rollins won, he's a contender. Yeah, but Roman's just not there at the pay per view at all. He's not wrestling for no titles. He's just not wrestling, and it's so it's so it's so stupid to me. I don't I don't understand. Uh, I guess the thing is is like when they put the titles on Roman, they probably had a long like long-term storytelling narrative to to weave right they probably had it planned out from beginning to end maybe not i don't know wwe doesn't have a good track record of really doing a lot of long-term stuff but i'm sure they had a beginning and end of this narrative and as it grew they probably thought it out more and then roman decided to become like sometimes part-time like a part-time part-time and i'm sure they were like well fuck that kind of sucks but the storyline really slaps. So they're probably weighing the pros and cons. It's like, yeah, we'll have a couple of pay-per-views without the championships, but the ultimate storyline will be banging. I don't agree. If the ultimate storyline is that Roman fights The Rock, I'm going to love it. Probably going to be a five-star match. Probably going to be one of the best matches of WrestleMania. I don't think that's worth not having championship matches on every pay-per-view. No. And it's one of those things like this is not to discredit the reason for Roman going part time because the reason is the fact that Roman has five goddamn kids and it they're out all at a pivotal pivotal age to where he needs to spend time with them as a father. 
Oh, yeah, I'm not knocking but him for wanting I, to go part-time at all. I just think no. it's a bad business decision to put both the main time. And even That's if he just had one, if he just had the Universal or the WWE, because the WWE Championship is always going to belong to Raw. Sometimes yeah. they may go to SmackDown, but it's always going to be a Raw Championship. So if he just had either or, I would be fine because you had the other one that you could look forward to. This motherfucker has both. And before anyone says anything, I still acknowledge this man as my tribal chief. Just putting that out there. Yeah, and like that's the thing is it's like, I understand the reason that Roman requested it. Roman did not have five kids in the matter it took for WWE to go, let's make you undisputed championship, and that happened. Like, he did not have five kids in a month. Like, this is something <laughs> that WWE... It'd be fucking baller if he did, man. It'd it would, it would be baller if somehow he was able to pull that one off. I don't think that would be healthy for either one involved. But <laughs> it's it's one of those things, like, WWE been known about it. Like they, Like, they're aware of it. So... There's nothing that could justify this one, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, having him be a legend and, you know, I saw something uh, yesterday about uh, someone in the WWE, like higher ups coming out and saying that that's the point is to make Roman Reigns a legend of this generation. And I think they're doing that. Yeah, but he needs someone else needs a shot. There are too many great talents on that like roster and too many of them that are getting pushed right now that deserve a chance and for you to be like, oh, well, there's no chance now between, um, what was it? Clash of the Castle was last month. Between last month and WrestleMania <laughs> is insane to me. Yeah, and these people, these these other talents don't, these other wrestlers don't have to win it. But the fact that they would main event a pay-per-view and go up against Roman, who's a, an incredible talent, an unspeakable talent, is still going to push them further, even if they lose. Yeah. And so it's, it's missed opportunity, and I think if they're if they're doing it for the story, and if they're doing it for like the quote unquote like uh like what is it separation makes the heart grow fonder? No, yeah. not in this fucking case. I'm not gonna if Roman's gone for like three pay per views and he comes back, I will. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have a little bit of excitement, and be like fuck yes, he's back, and then I'm instantly gonna be frustrated, be like where's this motherfucker been? But isn't it also weird to you that he's part-time for the pay-per-views, but he's on like almost every SmackDown now? They had to have him on fucking TV. Because if, if he was part-time on TV, then that's really bad for business. <laughs> that's really bad. It's It makes no sense to me. And if, if it's all like, uh, if it's all for the cause, if like, you know, means to an end, sure. But I, I will, one, I'll have to see that end to see if, you know, it's all justified. And two, I'm going to feel like it's not. I'm going to feel like it's not. I'm going to feel like I'm going to watch the, the, the finale, the conclusion of the bloodline stuff and finally watch him lose his titles. And I'm going to be like, I feel like I could have seen him defend him a few more months. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I could have yeah. seen him. I feel like I could have seen him at Extreme Rules. I could have seen him at Hell in a Cell. I could have seen him at this. I could have seen him at that. And it still would have had the same impact that it had now. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, he's got such a long time. What's like 800 days now? Like, it's, it's it's pretty long. Cool. Cool. You've got 800 days of a championship. It's great that you defended them for, like, 200 of those days. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, like Bruno San Martino defended his championship. This man, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's not illegitimate, but it's not legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's I don't know. It it's frustrating and 
I still like to see it, so I guess I'm contradicting myself. But it's at this point, I've changed. God, I've re- Chris, I've really changed my perspective. I've changed my perspective on CM Punk <laughs> and Roman Reigns all in one episode. I feel like if if he were to lose the titles, I wouldn't be upset. I agree. And no matter who it's to, I feel like I wouldn't be upset. Um, yeah. The the I guess the last thing I want to talk about with the next segment to uh, once again not end on a downer. I don't want to be pissy about everything all the time. Uh, Sheamus is a babyface, and I love Dude, seeing that. It's so good. He hit twenty. What was it? Twenty five of those fucking hits on the chest. Matt. Dude, he's mm-hmm. killing it. He's, he's he's absolutely killing it. And the fans are right on the Do you think they'll push him back. to a world champion? Do you think he'll be a contender against Roman at some point? Or do you think do you they're going to keep him low level, quote unquote, low level, like intercontinental? Here's my thing. Man's 44 years old. Um, he's He's been a lot. I think he deserves it. But can you imagine in the, in the world right now that we, we live in in WWE, the brawling brutes going against the bloodline um, the bowler hats and the pea coats and the fucking peaky blinders mm, vibe against the bloodline <laughs> i can't you make a good point because i can't see the brawling brutes going against the bloodline but i can see sheamus going against roman reigns but i don't think you can separate the two not right now. The bloodlines, the bloodlines, going to get involved, obviously, yeah. and it would be really fucking dumb if Sheamus took on Roman Reigns and the bloodline got involved and the brawling brutes did not. Yeah, it's unless one you of those wanted things... to make a storyline to where you're trying to break up the brawling brutes and Sheamus is like, "Fellas, why didn't you come and help me?" Blah blah blah. But stop breaking people up. Yeah, except you can... if it's going to be the Street Profits, break them up and push Montez Ford to the fucking moon. <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, you can, and we talked about this a little bit when it comes to uh, Braun Strowman coming back, and it's one of the last things that I'll say in the next uh, is about Alpha Academy, but you can better talent, and you can push talent, and you don't have to hurt the talent you already have. You don't have to break up groups that are popular. You don't have to illegitimize certain wrestlers to put other people on top, and that's one thing that I'll say that AEW does way better than WWE is AEW has people where titles change and it doesn't illegitimize anything else. It's just the titles changed hands, whatever. Um, But unfortunately, the way that it's going right now, either the bloodline have to break up or the brawling brutes have to break up for Seamus to justifiably go against Roman Reigns. And and it sucks, but I feel like you're right. And uh, I mean, in your scenario, Chris, which one is more likely to break up? The bloodline, because I can see it happening now. Really? I was expecting you to say the Brutes. I think the Brutes is going to... Well, obviously the bloodline's going to break up. But I'm talking about just for just for Sheamus to face Roman Reigns. I oh, feel if like- it was just for that reason, yeah. The yeah. Triple H yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. break up the Brawling Brutes. Yeah. Can you remember the other two Brawling Brutes names? Um. Hold on. <laughs> there, no, there, there's no. my point <laughs> no uh no but god chris chris am i really a wrestling fan i i think it's the fact that you know you've got on they're on smackdown the bloodline is on smackdown but they're on pay-per-view they're on raw they're mentioned in nxt at least not anymore i guess with solo being gone but like 
it's it's one of those things where like if you're looking at it from a business perspective, right? Then there is no way that you're going to break up the bloodline for and I'll, I'll just let you know for Seamus, for Ridge Holland, and for Butch. Butch, that's what. <laughs> you're Butch not is the you're, real scrappy one that they always have to hold yep. back. <laughs> he's like, a, like he's like Butch that reminds kid. me of Chucky. Yeah. Book reminds yeah. me. Of, Butch reminds me of Chucky. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I would love to see it. I don't think it's going to happen. They need to figure no. out what the fuck's going on with their championships, and they need to fix it quick. I would love to see Sheamus, real quick, before we move on to the Braun Strowman thing you wanted to mention. I, I would love to see Sheamus as a world champion one more time before he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what did you want to bring up about Braun Strowman? Because I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I did say I'd give him a fair chance, and by God, he's not winning me over. No, he's doing the same thing, isn't he? He's doing um, the same. Dude, Chrissy's <laughs> doing the same thing. Chrissy's doing the same thing. <laughs> he's doing the exact same thing, and I don't like it. Um, I didn't love Braun Strowman to begin with. I'm glad that no. he's got a he's got a big job back. I'm glad he doesn't dress like a gardener anymore. But I will say he also has a new theme that kind of slaps. But does he still run around the fucking ring he like does. a goddamn train? That's he so does. Chris. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and he it's does so the hand stu- motion as well. It's so dumb, Chris. It's so fucking dumb. This man, he's a leftover <laughs> relic from a time that has passed. Just because a man is big, he's a big piece of meat, does not equate <laughs> that he is talented. Man, maybe he's just getting booked wrong. Maybe he's just being misunderstood. No, I think he just. I don't like him. Chris, I do not like him, and I don't want him to be pushed. I do not like Braun Strowman. That being said, he would he would tear my asshole inside out and shove it over my head if I ever <laughs> altercated with him in real life. But just just me being and his stupid fucking Superman tattoo. Don't even get me started, man. Don't even get me fucking started on this man. I don't. I only liked him when he had a sheet mask on. I'm so I'm so done with this man. I'm so upset. He could he could have stayed and create your narrative. Fuck. Ah! I, I'm not a big fan that he's back. What an audio wave that screen made. Dude, I'm not. Hey, Chris, I'm not happy he's back. And I don't think. Here's what's next, guys. It's going to be the same shit that Vince McMahon did. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I was um, more passionate about that than I was CM Punk disappointing me. You were way dude, more passionate so, about that. I could not. Dude, I could not care less about this man coming back. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. All that shit was fucking fire. Fucking all of it. And then all oh, Braun Strowman's coming back. I said, boo. What a fucking <laughs> poor ass decision. Boo. <laughs> Here's the thing. I also was like, yeah, I was wanting to give him a give him a an opportunity. I don't like the Alpha Academy, right? I love Otis and I love I love Gable. I think they're great. They're good I don't individual li- wrestlers. I don't like their gimmick. Uh, I, I, it's just not personally for me. I see the appeal of it. It's funny. It's annoying. It's whatever. Shoosh, shoosh, please. I, I get shoosh. it. I like it. It's for me because <laughs> I'm simple. I get it. I'm simple, Chris. I like it. Here's the thing, though. And I don't know if I'm still in a honeymoon phase from the Kurt Angle spot, right? I love that with the Alpha Academy. But it goes back to the thing that we were just talking about to where like, you do not have to hurt talent to reintroduce a talent, especially Braun Strowman. But like Braun Strowman steamrolled 
the Alpha Academy. Like yeah, it was and he probably fucking did his stupid bah! before he did it too. Fuck him. <laughs> At least in his head. But like he like cool. Braun Strowman uh power bombed Otis. You know, wild. Big man, big man. I've seen it. I don't care about it. But now Gable and Otis every week are illegitimized and all their relevancy and all their credence is going away. And I think that hurts them, not the Alpha Academy. It hurts Gable and Otis because now they're just being looked at as like a comedy gimmick that's just meant there. They're the people that don't get an entrance when you come back for commercial break. Otis and has a correct, but Otis has always been a comedy gimmick. It is, but I, I think there's a difference between a comedy gimmick and a, a gimmick of just being shit on. I you think know there's what, a very Chris, big difference. They're, they're the Heath Slater of today. Sure. Yeah. They're the 3MB of today. Do you remember 3MB? Drew McIntyre fucking made yep. it out of 3MB. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> well, Ginger Mahal was champion for a little bit. Heath Slater's the only one that never made it. Yep. Oh, uh, like, it's. God, don't get. Mm, Braun Strowman. Mm. Oh, oh, this man. Oh, this guy. This guy. I'm so upset. It it sucks pretty heavy. Um and I would rather, and I think I speak for a fair amount of people, I would rather take the Alpha Academy and their bullshit than Braun Strowman run it around the ring like a train. Yes! God yes. I will listen to Chad Gable tell me to shush before <laughs> I ever hear this man go and then he just runs around the ring. He's like a bad PS2 character. Like, listen to me. Listen to me. If you want a big man and the gimmick is that he's big, I think Omos was doing a better job than Braun Strowman was. Omos was sick. Omos, he couldn't talk worth a fucking damn. He could not. No, but he had he MVP. He could not give a promo. But neither could the Great Khali, and the Great Khali was the world champion at one point. This, I don't I don't get the appeal of Braun Strowman. I don't get it. Like I said before, I think he's a relic of times past. I hate that Chad Gable and Otis are having to deal with this shit, but good on them for playing their parts correctly. To Braun Strowman, the person, whatever his real name is, I have nothing against you. It's just the fucking character that you're playing, man. It's just not hitting me. It's not for me. And it, mm, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I don't like it. Oh man, yeah, no, I, I fully agree, and I, I hope that Triple H sees that because it is seems to, it seems to be pretty well consensus that Braun Strowman being back is. All right. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of people are giving it like a mid. I'm giving it a fucking thumbs down. A the the a brown down, like Simon Miller would say. Down. A brown down, son. It is I don't holy shit, I don't care. Out of all the people you could have brought back, out of all the people you could have called up, out of all the people that's already there that you could have pushed, this motherfucker? Really? It's mm. I don't understand it. I don't understand let me, it. Let's 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 not end with a, a super negative. Let's not end with our hate for Braun Strowman. Um, let's <sighs> let's end with a little bit of a tinfoil hat. <laughs> if you had to pick, if you had to pick, because it's been next to us a couple times, it hasn't been on. If you had to pick one wrestler to come back, and they have to, you they have to still be wrestling, like Independence, whatever. They have to still be around. If you had to pick one to come back right now, who would you pick? It's in what does it matter? Real quick, does it matter what context? Like, are you talking about like they're coming back on 
Raw. They're coming back on SmackDown. Coming back to WWE. Coming back to WWE. Like, like if you if you had decided to like, because I'm putting WWE as like the biggest promotion because they are. Yeah, and that's like fair. that's fair. If if you had to be like, oh well, you know, Hit Row's back. Let's bring Swerve back. Let's bring Keith Lee back. Whatever. Anyone that is not in WWE that is currently wrestling to bring back, who would you pick? Chris Jericho, Santino Morella. Ah, is he current? Is he still wrestling? See. See, I wanted to say AJ Lee, but she's not wrestling. <laughs> Last I checked, Santina Morella is still wrestling occasionally. Yeah, dude. So is pa- so is give, Papa Django. I will, I will give every dime in my bank account to see that motherfucker hit the cobra again. <laughs> Can you imagine hearing bring his, him back Shantino! for WWE champion? Can you imagine hearing that at the Royal Rumble and that motherfucker <laughs> comes in and he eliminates like three people with the cobra? Holy his shit. daughters. His daughters on WWE. Uh, who's bring him back i can't remember her name she was on an episode well, of the smackdown bring her up bro <laughs> she hey the fact that i brought her up is more than most people have done <laughs> I d- santino didn't cross my mind i would like to see chris jericho come back but like yeah I'd he will see- he will he'll, he'll thought- in this care he'll in his career at wwe i thought okay i got a question for you to end it uh even though this was supposed to end it i stole your thunder not <laughs> n- not to come back to WWE. Who do you want to come back to wrestling? Just in general, no matter the promotion. Who would you like to see in the squared circle again? Man, I would. Oh, that's tough. Because my brain right now is I'm very excited for JBL to be back. And JBL is like, a, as a wrestler, is nuts. I would love mm-hmm. to see him wrestle again. But I also have to take into consideration that he's old. And I hated seeing Jeff Jarrett around. Um, <laughs> oh man man mine's Who? aj lee i'd love to see aj, AJ lee, lee come back man i would I'd like to see, see AJ lee come back. i would like to see trish stratus come back and actually wrestle because she came and back and did a little wrestle. promo yeah i'd yeah. love to see her come back and wrestle i i tell you what a dream match i have we'll t- chris next episode in the next i think we should talk about dream matches I th- i'll tell you one right now i would love to see sasha banks and aj lee do a match Ooh. Mm-hmm. that'd be nice also that'd be a fucking fantastic sasha banks should have been an answer for either one of us <laughs> no <Or> disrespect <laughs> no disrespect that no disrespect that we didn't choose either of them it's just i feel like they're living their best life not wrestling probably so i was choosing people who would be likely to come back i feel like they're done <laughs> so chris that was our third episode of then now next i ask you well i've asked you the past couple times how you felt about how did you feel about this one i fucked with it i fucked with it heavy i think we hit some good topics and i think that some of our predictions are guarantees i think which one do you think the santino one is really gonna fucking hit home or do you think cobra strike (laughs) dude imagine him coming back in royal rumble and that's the time that john cena has another match and he just refers to him as John Jenna the entire time. Oh, man. Sold. Oh, man. The best Italian who's Hispanic ever. <laughs> uh, I think I think this was a, I think that Chris I think this was a solid episode. I think we're really hitting our stride. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to us, who's following us on the Now Next Pod on basically all of our socials. Our TikTok's really the main place 
we really interact with our listeners or anybody. So make sure to follow us there. I'd say more than anything else, be sure to like and subscribe to whatever, uh, rate us on whatever, um, tell a friend about us. Even if they don't like wrestling, I'm sure they would hate us. So do that. Tell them about us. (laughs) And Chris, do you want to know the next match that I want you to watch for next week's episode? Yeah. Shoot. I want you, you're an AEW fan. Yeah. This, this really isn't like old, Mm -hmm. but it is, it's a great match. I want you to watch the Lucha brothers versus young bucks at all out 2021. Oh, okay. Fairly recent. Yeah. Fairly recent. Yeah. I mean, that's only that. Yeah. That's like a year ago. It's Chris. This. Yeah. I mean, like they started the company only in 2019. So. Hey, Ed, it's more recent than 2019. 2021 is more recent than 2019. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's this was CM Punk's like first match back, right? Mm. Not to bring it to him, but <laughs> this match stole the fucking pay per view. Yeah, in my opinion, this match was the match of the fucking night. And I'm and considering that the Hell in the Cell was your limit, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what you think about this match. Oh. Is is it worse than the Valentine match between CM Punk and MJF? I think this match, me personally, I think it's on par, if not worse. Oh God! It's your if your stomach churned a little bit watching mankind get thrown and tossed around a cell, you probably shouldn't eat while you watch this. <laughs> Great, get ready to watch me blow chunks next week on that episode. It's. <laughs> And Chris, we still don't have health insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye. Listen to next episode. Bye. I hate Braun Strowman. Bye. See how long JR is still around next episode. (laughs) No. No, you can't. piss I've had of my life. Holy shit. Oh my god. Fucking have fun with that and edit. Keep that, I guess. Merry Christmas. You get that audio. You get me saying that because the mic picked that shit up.